Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Let's circle back to inflation, where we've made progress, but we're not at the finish line. And so there's still some question about whether the Bank of Canada is done in terms of its uh, tightening, in terms of inflation, or rather interest rates that are aimed at curbing inflation. Now, we got as high as 8.1% in Canada. We're back down around or just under 3%. But it feels like maybe we've stalled a little bit. Uh, that the, the drop down from 8% to around 3% seemed to happen more quickly. The rest of the way, getting to 2%, feels like that's going to be a bit more of a slog. So what's still uh, driving inflation? Like, why aren't we there? Why aren't we at the finish line? Well, some new research uh, out of the C.D. Howe Institute looking at uh, some of the key drivers behind inflation, like what caused the problem in the first place and what's still lingering in terms of some of these challenges. Uh, joining us uh, to talk more about us, the co-author of this report, uh, Sonia Chen, is an assistant professor at the University of Calgary. You can read more at uh, cdhow.org. Professor Chen, good to have you with us here. Welcome to the program. Hi, um, thank you for having me here. It's a pleasure to join the show. Well, we, we appreciate uh, you joining us here. So, first of all, in terms of where the fight against inflation is at, uh, are, are we closer to, to the finish line now? And uh, is it even possible to, to assess that question yet? Um, that's a good question. As you mentioned, we reached really relative, a pretty high level of inflation last year. And within relatively short time, one year, uh, the inflation dropped down from about 8% to less than 4%. That's a big achievement. Mm -hmm. Um, How far do we go? So um, uh, it boils down to what drives the the declining. So the major drive of the declining comes from the energy price, which is not surprising because it's one of the major contributors to the increase. Um, But taking away the energy price, which typically factors a lot, uh, what we have read, so typically we take away energy price and the food price, which we've managed what we call core inflation, and that is pretty persistent. Uh, The core inflation, depends on the measure, has been around about 3.5 to 4% over the last three, four months, and we so far have not seen a very clear trend of declining over the last few months. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this paper looks at, um, I guess, what we identify as supply-driven inflation or demand-driven inflation, I guess, in Canada and, and in other countries, too. It's, it's been some of both. Uh, we focus on Canada in this particular uh, report, mm-hmm. and uh, our focus is on the supply versus demand using a very specific technique. The the. So why do we look at the supply versus demand, right? We can look at categories. The main reason is that uh, the demand, typically coming from the consumers, um, they typically respond more sensitive or more effectively to our monetary policy, to our current high 5% policy rate. While the supply side, usually it's driven by um, the production side. It could be, you know, many sources could be causing it. It could be uh, some supply side 
supply chain bottleneck. It could be firms cannot find skilled workers. It could be simply firms' pricing strategy. And these factors, they do not respond, at least directly, to our monetary policy. So, yeah. so if we see a lot of... Um, if, if, uh, if we see among the current inflation, there's a lot of supply-driven effect, which is what we find, then we will say, you know... Um, we need to be either see further, stronger response of the demand side to offset such a high supply, or they, they might, we might need some ease of the supply side, but typically that do not come quicker. Now, fiscal policy would fall under, you know, the, what's considered demand-driven inflation. Yes. It, it was, has, how much of an impact has fiscal policy had, and is it having less of an impact now? Yeah, people wonder during the pandemic, the government has over um, 200 billion of direct support and, and almost another 100 billion of tax and duties um, before payment. Uh, that's not a large number, but to our study, uh, not this uh, one, one of our early studies looking at the past, how Canadian inflation got so high, we do not really find a very big, or we actually do not find a big impact of the physical policy. So yeah, demand side could be coming from, again, a lot of factors. Could be consumer have saved a lot during pandemic. Uh, could be from physical policy, even though we do not find strong evidence. And it also could be, find, uh, could be caused by uh, consumer just have a strong inten- intensity to consume, particular for some categories. Uh, example would be during the pandemic, a lot of uh, in-person contact services, you just cannot have them. Then you see a, a boost of them after the pandemic. And just consumer would be willing to pay more because they really want to have that services. So in terms of the, the remaining inflation challenges, so this report finds that a lot of what's remaining in terms of price pressure, that's coming from supply side factors. Yes. So we do find... Um, more along the, the decline from you know CPI from eight percent to four percent, we see a lot of drop in the demand. That is a good news, telling us um, monetary policy is actually working. Uh, particularly, we see the item that typically sensitive to monetary policy, they do respond as expected. Mm-hmm. So we see demand of those goods decline, but the remaining of supply is still quite high, and it's now contributing over 70% of the remaining inflation, according to our measure, um, and that's quite a lot. So in terms then of the kind of monetary policy response that's that's necessary, what is what are the implications for the Bank of Canada? So um, I think for our, our findings, pretty consistent with uh, the most recent Bank of Canada report, uh, including, like I said, the monetary policy is working, but they are still... Uh, factors remain. That's why we don't see the drop of the core inflation, which is, uh, again, the major concern of the Bank of Canada. Uh, to, to our measure, uh, we see the item that is sensitive to monetary policy. We really see mostly remain our supply. Now it means if we want to further bring down the inflation in that categories, we probably need to suppress demand into a negative region. Uh, people probably need to demand less uh, or not less, people probably need to contribute less in terms of the demand than last year uh, in order to offset the still persistent high in supply factors. Much more is mentioned at cdhow.org, and I guess we'll see what the, the Bank of Canada determines uh, in the weeks and months ahead. Uh, Professor Chen, thank you so much for joining us here this morning. Appreciate it.